0: What up guys your boy Quake back with a brand new episode of the Diverse Mentality Podcast number 221 and I ain't gonna lie guys man this is another one of those episodes where I don't know there's not a lot of news that's really floating around that was interesting majority of this episode is going to be about the 2023 VMAs the MTV I don't think they even call it MTV Video Music Awards anymore they just call it the VMAs because it's streamed now like on BT and every other platform that Viacom owns quote-unquote so I know as of today, the recording of this episode, which is September 13th, is officially the anniversary of when Tupac passed away. And Alonzo, shout out to you. You gave me the idea of doing the Tupac uh, album rankings. And then I kind of thought of it, but I haven't... To be fair, I would have done it, but one, I didn't think of it to, you know, because a lot of these anniversaries came up. The 50 versus Kanye came up as well, and I totally forgot about it. But these two dates, you know, are... And people's in the hip hop world are huge always when they come up, but I didn't have enough time to listen to Tupac's albums to you know rank them fairly and the way I would truly rank them. Now I've heard all of them obviously, but you know it's been a while since I listened to a lot of Tupac albums, like from top to bottom. So I can't do the Tupac album rankings right now. It would be a great time to do it, but maybe I'll find another time to do it. Uh, maybe when there's you know maybe on the anniversary of his. Uh, of, like, his birthday or something. I don't know. We'll figure out something like that. But I want to do that in a fair, right way where I actually have time to prepare. But uh, I want to talk about the 50 versus Kanye thing since it's the 16-year anniversary. Every time, you know, September 11th comes by, this September 11th was interesting. Obviously, you know, the Twin Towers in America, you know, everybody remembers that. But in the hip-hop world, it's always remembered as the 50 versus Kanye date. But this time, it was interesting because people on the internet were clowning Jay-Z for getting washed by Eminem on Renegade. Uh, the internet was, you know, had Eminem trending and um, and people were just saying, hey, Jay-Z got washed on Renegade. Eminem completely destroyed him. And, you know, I feel like Jay-Z did his thing, but I, I do think Eminem had a, the better verse overall. Um, I, think, I think just the way Eminem wrapped that verse and detailed everything in his life that was going on at that moment was just pure art. I think that's one of Eminem's best verses ever ever. Like that's something I would love to rank is the best Eminem versus um or just any artist versus. That's another ranking that would be really great. Like the top that's hard to do. That's a hard ranking system. Uh just like for me it was top 10 Akon hooks, top 10 50 Cent hooks. Those those rankings were very hard for me because they're they're amazing at writing hooks. Um so that's another thing that I would love to do in the ranking system where it's like top Eminem versus top, you know, Drake versus top J. Cole versus Top Tupac versus Top Biggie versus Top Ice Cube, whatever the case may be, whatever artist. Um, but I want to talk about the 50 versus Kanye thing because you know, I was seeing a lot of stuff on the internet, you know, mainly uh X, which is the formerly known as Twitter. It's weird to say X. I don't know why. I just can't get that out of my mind. Uh formerly known as Twitter. A lot of people, especially some platforms, are just clowning 50. Um, you know, saying that, you know, oh 50 said he was gonna retire and never retired and You know, he got destroyed by Kanye and then one platform, I think it was hip hop all day. One of these fucking platforms was like, 50 said he's going to retire. Then the next two albums were completely trash and washed and commercial failures. And just, you know, they just added these extra things to it when it wasn't necessary. The reality of the whole 50 versus Kanye situation, and I broke it down on my What Really Happened video, is that 50 got snubbed by his label. It was a bad timing. 50's execution on the album was very bad in terms of promotion. And I think as the years gone on, people have gone on to appreciate the Curtis album a lot more than when it originally came out. A lot of people call the 50 Cent Curtis album a soft 50 album. I don't see where people get that in their mind. Yes, it has a lot of features. Yes, it has, you know, those pop records and stuff like that. But four tracks on that album are arguably some of the most aggressive and hardest 50 Cent tracks that he's ever had on any of his albums. You got Curtis 187, which 50 just revealed on his Instagram a couple days ago, or actually the, the, the anniversary of the album on September 11th, that he was writing Curtis 187 knowing that Jimmy Henson was trying to kill him and Yayo. So imagine you got somebody trying to kill you while you're working on your third album, and you get inspired to write, and that record is hard. That's like one of the hardest records that 50's ever written. Then you got My Gun Go Off, which is a. Fire intro track. I know the intro is different. You know, it's those guys, pull them inside out, pull them inside in. Those guys are talking about the gun, and then it goes straight to My Gun Go Off. That record is fire. I think My Gun Go Off is an underrated 50 track. And then you got The Man Down, which is originally supposed to be titled Officer Down. That was a track that was supposed to be titled Officer Down. He's obviously talking about killing police. And, uh, you know, that record got censored. That's how hard it was that Interscope Records forcefully censored that track that was the first time i ever seen an album i don't know if this has ever been um ever been on any any album ever where you're buying the the explicit version the dirty version of the album and yet there's a track censored on there because i remember buying the album as a kid i was 12 years old i believe around that time was it 2007 yeah 12 years old went to the store bought the album looked at the back of it and in uh you know uh always a parentheses not parentheses but what is those? In captions? I don't even fucking know. I'm, I'm tripping right now. Whatever. In how am I not <laughs> remembering what this is? In captions? No. In parentheses. I think in parentheses. Yeah. In parentheses, it said censored. Man, I got to get this right. Is it parentheses, guys? I'm tripping right now. Parentheses. What does that look like? Yes. Parentheses. Why am I? Tri- I'm stupid. Anyways, parentheses, it said censored, which I had never seen on an explicit album ever before. And... You know, I listened to the track. As a kid, I couldn't really make out what 50 was was talking about. And then later on, I kind of realized, okay, it is about police. I'm tripping. Um, And then, you know, eventually 50 ended up leaking the the explicit version on DJ Who Kid mixtape. I think it was Sabrina's Baby Boy. That's when the official full version came out. Um, But you have a song that 50 wrote or pretty, pretty much any artist wrote that is so hard and so grimy that the record label said, hell no, even on the explicit album, you can't put this out. So when people say Curtis' album was soft, I think people are just getting getting things mixed up. Then you got I'll Still Kill with Akon. Then you got um, Fully Loaded Clip. Like, come on, man. The album had bangers on it that people, you know... I do think the second half of the album is a lot worse. Like, once we get... Let me see. Let me go over the track list. I do think Graduation overall was was a bad album for 50 to compete against. I think at that moment... Kanye kind of got his stride and got just everything hitting off on all cylinders. Whereas 50 was just, everything wasn't hitting on all cylinders. And yeah, he still sold damn near 700,000 first week, which is insane. It's actually the highest selling first week album to not go number one because Kanye beat it. And collectively they created the highest selling week for albums, period. Um, So that's, you know, it's a success in itself, but... As you go through the Curtis album, like the first, I want to say, the first 12 tracks are good. And then like Peep Show, I'm not really a fan of. Fire, I'm not really a fan of. All of Me, I'm not really a fan of. Curtis, 187, and Touch the Sky, I like. But I think the second half, so how many tracks is there? Let's just say with the bonus versions, 18 tracks. Um, So nine tracks total by the time Moving Up comes on, yeah. I like Straight to the Bank. I'm a fan of Amusement Park. I think people, I think 50's move on releasing Amusement Park and Straight to the Bank first was a wrong, wrong decision. I think those should have been the third and fourth singles and not, or like the fifth and sixth, and not, you know, the first. The first single should have been I Get Money, Feed the Streets. That would have hit off the rip. And then the second single should have been AO Technology. And then from there, lead with Amusement Park and Straight to the Bank. I know why 50 went with Amusement Park. He, he was hoping to capture that candy shop moment again. And when you chase something that you already created, it's not going to hit right, man. It's just not going to hit right. So he was hoping to chase that, you know, candy shop thing again. And 50 was used to, you know, doing singles by himself. You know, every hit that he mainly had was, for the most part, by himself. You know, in the club, by himself. Miniman by himself. 21 Questions had Nate Dogg on the hook. But, you know, uh, hooks I don't really consider too, you know, like a huge help in terms of music. Uh, candy Shop, he had Olivia on there, um, you know, which is his own artist, but just a little bit popped off, out of control by himself. Like, 50 was, a, for the most part, was a solo artist. So I could see why he went with the Music Park and Straight to the Bank and, um, you know, trying to push those as the record. Straight to the Bank, I think, is 50's, one of 50's best lyrical songs, man. You guys got to really listen to that song lyrically. Let me go over some of the lyrics. Like, he was spitting on that bitch. And I think 50, people forget that 50 got lyrics. You know, you just got to listen, man. Um, I'm in my Lambeau mag and my faux faux faggot doors lip up. I'm like, go, go, Gadget. You see the shit I got on, homie. I hate to. My Teflon arm but my government issues. I hit your vertebrae. This, this, this is where the bars come in. I'll hit your vertebrae. Bullets ripped through tissues. Your wife on that futon hugging the shih tzu. Homie, you a bitch. Listen, homie, you a bitch. You got feminine ways. Heard you got four lips. Lips and bleed for seven days yeah right here or you got four lips and bleed for seven days you know what he's mean vagina you know um lips so meaning you 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 you, you're a woman getting on your period you know so on and so forth i got full fifths and bananas on the case and i got more whips than a runaway slave like come on that's bars guys i got more whips than a runaway slave like, come on, guys. I think people just, you know, me and Yeo go back like some hot top fades. 50 was spit on that bitch. The bank row. Oh, I got the kind of money that the bank can't ho. Got out the street moving bundles and those. Seven gigabies, old school in a row. Breeze past the E pass, fuck the toe. Anyways, 50 snapped on that bitch. I like straight to the bank. And Amusement Park is a pretty good record as well. But going out throughout the whole thing, 50 got mistreated. And, uh, you know, I just was we'll seeing comments of people kind of. Clowning 50. 50 Worldwide won that year. Uh, Even my friend of mine just texted me when we were talking about the anniversary of it. He said when he went overseas uh, in Europe, all they were bumping is 50's Curtis album. You know, during the summer, I Get Money, A.O. Technology, Amusement Park, and Straight to the Bank. He said those are the only songs people were bumping. They were not bumping anything Kanye West overseas. You know, now it's harder to believe that because Kanye has grown globally because of the Yeezy brand. But back then, 50 was just a different monster. So... You lost in America, but I think uh, Kanye's graduation album is just—I think that's Kanye's best album. I—I I don't know if I skip any songs on that album. To be honest with you, it might be a classic on my book. Maybe I gotta re-re-listen. But um, <laughs> do you realize? Deadline. Fuck! I forget be forgetting the songs, man. Kanye's a fucking beast on that album. Deadline. Dun, dun. Yes, I did. I'm going to take it back to the crib. I don't know what the fuck he says on the record. I forget. And I wonder if you know what it means. I love that song too. What it means. And I wonder. So yeah, Kanye snapped on this bitch, man. This album. I ain't going to lie, man. 50, 50 just chose a wrong time to compete with Kanye, man. He chose, like, Kanye's, like, peak. Like, after this motherfucker went on to drop 808s and heartbreaks and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Like, come on. And I wonder what it means. Anyways, uh, yeah, I wonder is the track Good Life Stronger, like, good morning. Do, 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 do. So, come on, man. This guy, yeah, he just had, you know, Can't Tell Me Nothing is probably one of my favorite hip-hop songs of all time. It's definitely probably in my top 10. I could argue that. So, you know, going up, I think 50 fucked up by not getting Kanye on his album because Kanye did produce 450, but ultimately 50 never chose that um which is stupid i think you know kanye would have probably delivered something great for him as well even though kanye was competing against them actually this is before 50 was competing against kanye he said he won the studio with with this is when curtis was originally scheduled scheduled to be released on june 26th so this is before he was even competing with kanye so i'm surprised that um you know 50 never had him on the album but yeah graduation is just graduations arguably to me one of it is kanye's best album and then Probably one of the best albums ever released in hip-hop. I could argue that. It's probably top 20 of all time. Damn near for me, maybe top 10. I don't know. Um, But yeah, 50, you know, if if we're comparing Curtis to Graduation, I think Graduation is the better album. But I think had 50 had a better rollout, they would have been closer in competition. You know, it wouldn't have been such a blowout. Like Kanye washed it by, what, 300,000 copies, you want to say? Something like that. You know, I can't do the math 100%, but that's a lot of copies. Had it been like 50 did you know, uh let's just say nine hundred and thirty thousand copies and Kanye did nine hundred and fifty seven. Like that would have been okay. Whoa, like this is these guys are both about to sell one million copies first week, but um it never ended up happening like that. So yeah, I just reminiscent on that time and I remember when I went to go buy the album, I was um I was twelve years old, I was mowing lawns and I ended up saving twenty bucks. Uh, didn't have a car. Obviously, twelve years old, so I don't got anywhere. How to go anywhere? I don't go anywhere. Um, and my sister that week, I kept begging my sister, please take me to Target. I need to buy this fifty cent album. I need to support fifty cent. Take me, and I need somebody that's old enough that can let me purchase the album. I don't think my brother was old enough yet. He was sixteen at the time because he's four years older than me. So. I was 12, he was 16. He wasn't old enough to go take me. My sister's eight years older than me. So she, at the time, was 20 years old. I want to say, yeah, 20 years old. So she was old enough to take me to go buy the album. So I remember this vividly. I think it was a Thursday or Friday that I went to go buy the album because I was worried that I was going to be too late in the first week sales. So I remember just telling my sister, please, 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 you know, we only got like a couple of days left, blah, blah, blah. Um, we go there and this was the wildest shit ever, right? This, I just hated this because this guy pissed me off. So I go in there, pick up the album. My sister's with me. She runs to some guy and the guy just talked to my sister. And then he sees me with the 50 Cent album. And he says some slick shit, which I, I don't like the way he said it. He said it in like in a weird, disrespectful way. He's like, you're not really old enough to be, you know, listen to that kind of music. That's going to be bad for you. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, why the fuck is it any of your business? You know, it's not like I'm over here shooting people with my gun go off, playing in the background. Like, come on. So, yeah, that was just a weird comment the guy made. Ended up buying the album, and then obviously the results came in. Uh, I remember the album leaked about a week, a week and a half. The clean version leaked on YouTube. I remember listening to it. Man, I used to have this old Toshiba laptop with this, like, it wasn't even a, a Uh, a a table like it was just one of those uh, nightstands like it was literally a nightstand with my laptop on top of there in the corner of the room blazing hot man my parents wouldn't turn and if they turned the AC on we were living in this old house where the AC was straight ass cheeks like I was doesn't matter you turn the AC on it was not cool in that bitch it was still hot they would barely turn the AC on because it's expensive Uh, we couldn't afford it but I remember being in that room sweating like a bitch and just hearing the Curtis Clean version, and I was so excited, man. Uh, that was like a fucking moment for me. I was like, wow, 50. And then I remember 50 premiered the I Get Money video on Yahoo. Like the music video premiered on yahoo.com. I remember music videos used to premiere on there. It was a great, great time. Um, yeah, it premiered on there. Even AO Technology. I remember AO Technology leaking. And it originally being titled She Wants It. It leaked on MySpace. Like I remember seeing it on MySpace. I clicked it. It said 50 Cent, She Wants It It with Justin Timberlake. I was like, what the fuck is this? Played it, and then eventually ended up becoming A.O. Technology. But yeah, man, good memories, man. I miss those times when, you know, it was kind of just like you had the stars. Now you got so much. You're overstimulated with so much content that it's hard to focus on what artists to listen to. And, uh, you know, and a lot of the music now is just the same. And, you know, back then, like you got Kanye with Graduation and 50 with Curtis. Two totally different albums, totally different artists. I feel like now just so many artists are the same. So much style is the same. So, uh, yeah, man, that's kind of my history with 50 versus Kanye that I want to talk about. And, uh, yeah, let's get into the news, man. Enough of me talking about 50 versus Kanye. Let's get into the news. YSL Polo, another update on him. The charges against him have officially been dropped. The Rico charges. So let's go over the article. YSL Polo is no longer facing racketeering and gang charges as part of the ongoing YSL Rico trial. As reported by uh, the Atlanta Journal Constitution, prosecutors have decided against pursuing charges against Polo. Uh, he's currently serving a life sentence on murder charges, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, prosecutor Adriana Love revealed on Tuesday, September 12th, that the district attorney's office is null pros, the two charges against him in the Rico case. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. He's still serving life in prison, so. You know, that's why when I was wondering when I recorded the other episode, the previous one, I was like, why are they just adding on all these damn charges it makes no sense. So clearly they don't give a shit to charge him on here, which is, you know, I guess doesn't really make a difference for his life. Um, but yeah, that's the kind of update on him. I wanted to talk about this Tupac thing. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in Tupac right now because of the keyfi D situation and, um, you know, his house getting raided, all that stuff. Uh, there's a lot of conversation about who did what who did the shooting, who hired the shooters, this and that. And I'm actually, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm, I'm working on something relating to something like this, uh, a documentary. So I don't know when it's going to be coming out, but I, I announced on Twitter or X, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that um I got six documentaries in the works. So right now I'm going to try to get all six of them out within these two months. So September and October. Uh, the first, The first three are going to be Pretty short. I know the Eminem versus, uh, I'm doing Eminem versus Melly uh, Mel. I'm going to break that down, which is not going to be too long. And then I got some other ones coming down the line. Um, but that's the first one Eminem versus Melly Mel. It should be out pretty soon here. It's not going to be too long. I kind of wanted to do that because a lot of people were like, how did this start for one? And then a lot of people were like, who is Melly uh, Mel? You know, some people have no idea who he is and they're like, why is Eminem dissing this guy? What's going on? So I wanted to kind of you know going a little bit of the history of Melly Mel, who he is as an artist, what he's done for hip-hop culture, so on and so forth but that's not gonna be too long of a video uh, you know should be 20 minutes maybe if that so and then I got other ones coming that are gonna be a little bit longer and then as as the videos get on, it's gonna be longer 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 because I wanted to kind of just drop a bunch of videos before this year's over because this the main channel I've neglected in terms of content, And YouTube is kicking my ass. If you guys look at my recent Kendrick Lamar video where I break down the Elements song, views are horrendous. It's like at 12,000 views. And that's like horrible. Like I, YouTube on my main channel has blackballed the fuck out of me. And then if you look at the podcast highlights, we've had some fucking great videos blow up. Just recently, the Cardi B uh, situation I talk about blew the fuck up. So uh, a lot of like content starting to blow up. A Bun B video that I talked about, got like 50,000 views, which on that channel is huge because... It's only got like twelve thousand subscribers, so, uh, but that channel is getting uploaded consistently because of the podcast. So, uh, this this was interesting. Tupac was murdered by the LAPD, claims Diddy's ex bodyguard. So let's go over the article. Diddy's former bodyguard Gene Deal has dropped a bombshell claim about Tupac's murder, accusing the Los Angeles Police Department of being responsible for his death. The explosive comments come during an interview with the Art of Dialogue, where Deal referenced alleged remarks made by Suge Knight implying that the LAPD were behind the slangs of both Pac and Biggie. He said that Suge said that Rafael Perez and David Mack was trying to kill him. Those are the same people that was trying to kill Biggie, he said, referencing the disgraced cops who were accused of conspiring with Suge to murder the Brooklyn rapper. Because David Mack and Perez were seen at the scene. They got pictures of them at the scene. Perez was picking up bullets at the scene. Cops, you know, do not mess with the evidence. They couldn't get Puff and Big was collateral damage. So you're saying that the same people that killed Biggie are the same people that killed Tupac, LAPD, the interviewer asked, seeking clarification. And that's what he said, if Suge says, if you solve one murder, you solve them both, I got to go with the eyewitnesses. I don't know why Suge would say that when Keefe D says that it was him, Orlando, and Andre and them in the car together, but why would Suge say that? He said that in the documentary. I just believe that somebody was made to say something, and I hope the Vegas Police Department do their due diligence and get down to the bottom of it and make the truth come out. You don't take a rocket scientist for this man. When asked uh, what the LAPD's motive would be to kill Tupac, Gene Deal claimed that Pac had suspicions that someone at Death Row Records was stealing money from him, implying that the culprit hired dirty cops to carry out the hit and silence the rapper. What's the root of all of you? Money, he said. Someone wanted control of the money. Some people were spending money that they shouldn't have been spending. Some people were stealing money that they shouldn't have been stealing. Some people had money that they shouldn't have had. I think if heard correctly, Tupac put an audit in two or three weeks prior to his murder and started firing people and trying to figure out where his money was at and where it was going. So now if you've been stealing money and you, and you inside and everything could be connected to you, what are you going to do? Gene deal isn't the first person to level such accusations regarding Tupac's murder. Um, Earlier this year, the late rapper's biological father, Billy Garland, claimed that the U.S. government was involved in his son's demise. Honestly, here's why I think Gene is saying this. Uh, Gene has ties with Diddy. Diddy has been accused of hiring um, Keefe D to kill Tupac. He's been accused of paying $1 million to order the hit for Tupac. Gene Deal probably still has ties with Diddy in some way or another, so... What is Gene's best interest to get any heat off of Diddy? That's what my point of view is. Now, Gene could have possibly not even be talking to Diddy. Probably could give two fucks about Diddy anymore. But I think he's defending Diddy because Diddy is getting accused or has been accused for quite some time of ordering the hit that got Tupac killed. Oh, ah, I'm talking about the Eminem verse on the Kill Shot record. Um, but I think that's what that is. I don't think the police. You know when people have these conspiracy theories that the police did this sometimes it's funny to me because it's like these guys are just rappers these guys did not have an insane influence to just automatically change the whole world and change the whole dynamic of the world when people think like oh they're conspiring it's a conspiracy kill uh theory to kill these people or well, pac you know had you know it just it, it, i don't know man a lot of people throw that shit out there and I'm not saying that it's not possible because there's always a possibility that the police or the government, obviously, the government especially, uh, can do bad things. That's always a possibility. I'm not saying that there's no possibility. I'm just giving it an 80% chance that it was not the police or anything involved in the government. This were, there was a lot of street guys involved in death row. I mean, look at all the fucking stories of Shug Knight beating the shit out of people and conning them for money. Like, you guys don't think that someone tied to someone tied to someone tied to this, tied to that, rumors of people getting death threats, you know, all this shit's going to, you know, eventually collide and people are going to get killed and, you know, something's going to happen. So, I, I don't know. I just don't see that, you know, like, oh, Pac was spreading this message, you know, to the youth and black, you know, culture and all that and helping people and, you know, it's like, I get it. I get where people are coming from from that. But, you know, it's like Nipsey getting killed for Dr. Sebi documentary. It's like, come on, guys. Let's, let's, let's be a little bit more, you know, let's, let's have more of a wide open, you know, thinking, uh, here, more open mind and thinking. Now I'm not saying that there's not a possibility. I don't want that out there where people are going to be like, no, you know, you don't believe in this, that there is a possibility in everything. When there is a possibility, there's a chance that it's possible. But I personally, like I said, I would give it a 20% chance that it's possible. 20%. That's it. So I think he's just covering up for Diddy. Uh I believe the, the whole theory that Diddy was the one that, that paid the hit to get Tupac killed. I could see that happening because Diddy was getting a lot of death threats. Diddy had money. Diddy was scared to move around. Uh Biggie, from what I heard, was scared to move around as well because he, you know, he knew that the heat was was rising. Eventually Pac gets killed. Biggie's on the edge. Diddy's on the edge. Who knows what's gonna happen? So I don't know. I, I you know I could see where he's coming from with this but this is what i mean like if i were to ever do tupac versus biggie like you know um it would be a long ass documentary i'm talking like you know i want to i don't know if i'd drop into one piece because you know trap La ross just dropped that nba young boy one which is fucking six hours long i don't know if i would drop it into one piece two pieces if i would piece it out whatever i would do but it would definitely be six hours long because just off this like who killed Pac and who killed biggie it would be the fucking like craziest shit ever so um yeah uh that's that's kind of all i got to say on this um let's talk about an artist that made it out of all that bullshit and is still alive today and it's thriving nas nas has officially announced his magic 3 album and yes magic 2 came out like a couple months ago um but i definitely would be going on live on youtube to, to, to listen to this i'm very curious because Magic 2 was a pretty good, pretty good album. It wasn't like a bad album. It wasn't a great album, but it was right in the middle for me. Um, the the reason why I want to talk about this is because he is dropping it on his 50th birthday, which is pretty cool. But Nas did confirm that this would be the last collab album from Hit Boy and him. So a lot of people are kind of sad about that, but you know. Um Going over, he said this, I want to thank everyone for taking this ride with Hip Boy and I. Uh, It's been nothing short of magical. Soon after, Hip Boy confirmed that it will be their final drop. Writing, Nas is dropping his last Hip Boy produced album on his 50th birthday this Thursday, Magic 3. Those are tears of joy, by the way, because he put emojis of crying. Um, By the way, thank you to any and everyone who has listened and supported the movement. So this will be the last Hip Boy and Nas album that we get. I think Nas is probably going to take a break because he dropped, like, six albums in the past, like, three years, which is insane. I wish, I wish 50 would do something like that, but that's never going to happen. Nas fans are eating, and, uh, you know, it seems like a lot of people are enjoying the music. So, uh, I will be tuning in. Like I said, I'm going to go live. Uh, I know Drake is dropping. Drake just announced the cover art for his single, and he even tagged SZA in it. So, it's probably going to be a Drake and SZA track. Yeah, my nose is getting, like, clogged up, but... um, yeah, I'm. I'm excited. Uh, I'm gonna go live on YouTube and react to this as well as the Drake song and anything else that releases that night. So be on the lookout for that. 2023 VMAs. Let's go over it. I didn't end up watching the full thing like live on TV. I ended up watching clips on the MTV uh, YouTube channel. I Watched a lot of the hip hop moments. Doja Cat, you know, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, Megan The Stallion, Lil Wayne. Uh, LL Cool J that had like a hip-hop 50 anniversary with actually Melly Mel being there. Uh, you know, Furious 5, Grandmaster Flash, all that, which was cool. Um, Nelly Chapa was there. Nelly was there from helping, you know, Nelly Chapa push that dookie of a song uh, that samples Nelly's hot in here. Um, but let's go over the winners, and then I want to kind of talk about the show overall. And then I want to talk about what Nicki Minaj did and if there were subliminal shots at Cardi B. So first, let's go over the, the awards. Uh, Video of the year. Uh, the nominations were Doja Cat, Attention, Miley Cyrus Flowers, Nicki Minaj, Super Freaky Girl, Olivia Rodrigo, Vampire, Sam Smith, uh, Unholy, SZA, Kill Bill, and then the winner was Taylor Swift, anti-hero. So Taylor Swift got that. Artist of the year. Uh, nominees were Beyonce, Doja Cat, Carol G, Nicki Minaj, Shakira, and then Taylor Swift. The winner is Taylor Swift. Why is that no surprise? Uh, Song of the Year. Uh, Miley Molly Cyrus Flowers. Olivia Arrigo Vampire. Remy and Selena Gomez Calm Down. Sam Smith Unholy. Steve Lacey Bad Habits says a kill bill. And then the winner is Taylor Swift Anti Hero. Best New Artist. This was pretty cool. Uh, Glorilla was nominated. I Spice was nominated. Khalil was nominated. Peso Pluma was nominated. Pink Panthers was nominated. And Renee Rap. Renee Rap was nominated. I Spice won. So shout out to her. Congratulations to her um going down to best collaboration uh let's go over mainly the hip-hop ones post malone doja cat i like you diddy bryce and tiller shanti young miami gotta move on uh, metro boom in the weekend 21 savage creeping remix and then the winner was carol g and shakira to tqg uh best hip-hop diddy bryce tiller young miami gotta move on dj khaled staying alive with drake and lil baby Glorilla, cardi b tomorrow two. lil uzberg just want to rock Lil Wayne, Swiss Beast, DMX, Can't Nobody, Metro Boomin, Future, Superhero, uh, Heroes and Villains, and then the winner was Nicki Minaj, Super Freaky Girl. Uh, Best R&B, Alicia Keys, Lucky Day, Stay, Chloe featuring Chris Brown, How Does It Feel, Metro Boomin, Weekend, 21 Savage, Diddy Creepin', uh, 2C Favorite Song, Young Blue and Nicki Minaj, Love in the Way, and then SZA, One with Shirt. Shout out to SZA. Uh, pretty much after that, it's like a bunch of different genres. Um... So best Art Direction. Doja Cat won for attention. Let's see. Show of the Summer. Taylor Swift won, which is bullshit. 50 Cent should have been nominated for that. I should have won. Y'all know my bias. Taylor Swift's winning everything. Album of the Year. Uh, Beyonce Renaissance was nominated. Drake, 21 Savage, Her Loss was nominated. Uh, Metro Boomin' Heroes and Villains was nominated. Miley Cyrus, Endless Summer Vacation was nominated. SZA SOS was nominated. And guess who won? Taylor Swift, Midnight's. Of course, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift just, like, I don't know. She's a talented person, but damn. Kanye should have been here. <laughs> no, I'm just lying. Um, Yeah, so congratulations to all those winners. Uh, What I wanted to talk about the show was... I, to be honest with you, and I'm going to own up to this, because I don't really fuck with Doja Cat like that. But she was performing that attention track, and she was spitting bars, man. She is a rapper rapper. I, I on Twitter, said... How is this considered a rap song? When uh, Doja Cat took the number one spot on Billboard Hot 100, we'll talk about that a little bit later, I was like, how is this paint town Red a rap song? People are like, oh, she's rapping in the verses. Yeah, but then when I heard Attention, I was like, damn, she can rap. Um, And she's talented, man. I'm not going to sit here and, uh, you know, deny it because of all the satanic ritual shit that she'd be doing, which people are saying just for attention and clout. I get that, but still, it's like you don't have to do that if you're talented. You know, there's artists that don't, they've never done that and they're still talented. So, um, and people still pay attention to them. But, so I I disagree on that end. So I'm not really like a fan, huge fan, but uh, with that attention song, she got my attention 100%, um, ironically. Uh, So she can rap, man. She has talent. She's talented in her own way. So shout out to her. Uh, As for the show, like I said, I didn't watch much of it. I saw the hip hop 50 year anniversary, which was cool. Uh, It's good. Nice seeing Lil Wayne up there. Uh, and then, wow, Nicki Minaj was not playing around when she performed at the VMA Awards. She took shots at Cardi B, at least that's what fans are speculating. She even seemingly pointed at Cardi B in the crowd and made it directly clear that she's talking to her. I'm going to go over some of the lyrics of the new track that she previewed at the VMA Awards. She didn't reveal the title of the track, but we're assuming it's titled big difference because that's what's on the hook she said this is a new track off her new album pink friday 2 the hook goes like this like my hunt is blue bad bitches yeah i keep them by the two it's a big difference between me and you i ain't nothing like you you and you so while she's saying you you and you when she's performing she's pointing at individual people i'm gonna censor the b words i'm just say bees for all this so my editor doesn't have to do a lot of censoring she says this in the verse I'm on a whole other level. These bees is out of the league. These bees ain't batting like me. These bees ain't better than me. These bees don't count and these bees can't count. I'm not the one, two, or the three. You bees look up to me. You said you look up to her, but really you look up to me. And then these are some of the bars that people couldn't decipher what she was saying during the performance. She said, I can't be playing for her, and then we don't know. I married a G. I got some that do what I say. If I tell them, shoot, they pull up from the three. When B's be rapping, it sound like you trying to me. I'm who they trying to be. Will somebody cop all these groupies a ticket? Because I'm who they trying to be. I'm in the city. I drop a location, and all the killers come out. They ain't been fronting for y'all, but they play the back when them shooters is out. When them killers is out, cut them off like scissors is out. When Barbie touched down, the baddest bees is out. That is some vicious, vicious verse right there. These are the lines that people are speculating are directly at Cardi B. She says this, you bees look up to me. You said you look up to her, but really you look up to me. What does she mean when she says this? What she's saying here is that some female rappers that came out, even including Cardi B, has said that they look up to Lil' Kim and never really gave props to Nicki Minaj. And at some point, it doesn't really make sense that some of these women looked up to Lil' Kim because they were really, really little when Lil' Kim was popping, or they weren't even born yet. Naturally, you would think these women would look up to Nicki Minaj because she was the sole female rapper that was dominating for a long time. And Cardi B has said throughout the years that she's been inspired by Lil' Kim and that she wants to do a song with Lil' Kim and so on and so forth, just basically praising Lil' Kim and said she's been inspired by Lil' Kim, which could be true. That's no shots at Cardi B. That could actually be her inspiration, but there has to be some sort of inspiration from Nicki Minaj considering she was running the female rap game for quite some time. So these bars that Nicki Minaj is spitting is clearly an indication towards Cardi B that, hey, yeah, you might have looked up to Lil' Kim, but you were looking up to me 100% because I was dominating when you weren't even in the rap game. And at the time of your peak age, I was doing everything that you probably wish you were doing. Regardless of what lyrics are going at who and if she's even directing shots at anybody because I don't like the subliminals. I like the direct shots at people. I enjoy this track. The way it sounded in the performance sounded great, so I can't wait to actually hear it. Maybe the full thing is has more direct shots at Cardi B or somebody or whoever else she has beef with or, you know, just more subliminals. I, for one, would like to see Cardi B versus Nicki Minaj. I think that's needed for hip-hop, especially in the female world because There hasn't really been a lot of females dominating at once like this. There's a lot of females right now doing their thing and female rap is just thriving. I think having battles and female rap will make it even more exciting for everyone to get involved. More males will probably start listening to more female rappers as well because hip-hop is a competition in itself. A lot of rappers have battled throughout the years, mainly males, but I would like to see that. I think it's important for hip-hop to have competition, have battles, as long as it doesn't get crazy and out of control. To where you know people are getting hurt in real life but the history between cardi b and Nicki minaj is very interesting initially you know people thought that Nicki was sending shots at cardi b or cardi b was sending shots at Nicki subliminally then on the motorsport track they were both featured on the track and then cardi b said that Nicki changed her verse and in that verse cardi b somewhat felt like she got slighted and that Nicki was sending subliminal shots. Then in interviews, both of them would say, hey, we don't have beef with each other. We're not sending subliminal shots at each other. Then Nicki Minaj and Cardi B bumped into each other at the 2018 Met Gala. You know, they had a conversation. Apparently, it was just to clear up any rumors that if these two were actually going at each other, you know, this is the point to talk it out and see if the rumors are true. Then Nicki Minaj went on her Queen B radio show and said some things like, hey, Cardi B, stop being so sensitive to the criticism. You know, this this is just what comes with it. Now everybody's going to like you. Cardi B did not take too well to that. And then eventually at the New York Fashion Week in 2018, they got into a scuffle. If you guys remember, like a shoe was thrown. It was crazy. So at that point, once that scuffle happened, it was clear that these two had issues with each other. And that, you know, these subliminal quote-unquote shots were actually direct shots at each other. And more has happened since then, you know, subliminals here and there. I would personally like to go over the whole thing. So I'm going to probably do a documentary with Cardi B versus Nicki Minaj. What really happened on my YouTube channel. So I'm going to definitely look into that and see. It might even drop this month. I don't know. But I definitely want to look into it, especially with this new track that came out. Uh, we'll keep our eye out and see where, you know, things go when it comes to the Nicki Minaj, Cardi B situation. Like I said, I definitely want to do a video on it. So, yeah, we'll just keep our eye out. And maybe Cardi B is going to send some shots at her back. She did tweet something today today. And I want to go over the tweet. Um, she said, "She said this because a lot of hype was going around on the internet about potentially uh, Nikki Dissenher." She, she she tweeted this: "I ain't even flinch. I ain't even flinch." Said, so "I don't give a fuck what Nikki got to say. I ain't even flinching in this bitch." So yeah, that's another little update that we'll, you know, we'll keep our eye on, man. I think women in hip hop are making hip hop a lot more entertaining. So shout out to them, man, competing against each other. You know, males just been boring, bro. A lot of male rappers have been dookie ass cheeks. So, um, and just a lot of repetitiveness. So we'll see if Drake switches that up. Nas, you know, with Magic Three does a little bit more. But uh Soldier Boy had his own thoughts on the VMAs, and I was to be honest with you, I kind of agree with him, man. I agree with him. Uh and the reason why I agree with him is because he mentions 50 Cent, obviously. But nah, in general, I agree with him. I think award shows overall become really, really horrible. Like, it hasn't been entertaining in a minute, in my opinion. A lot of the content is just nothing special. Uh, it's not interesting anymore. I think award shows kind of lost their, their uh, you know, spark of what they used to be. But I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older and I don't really care about a lot of the newer artists that are coming out. Maybe that's the thing. But I feel like, you know, they missed on a lot of stuff. So, and this is what Soldier Boy tweeted out. He said, VMAs was whack, no Travis, and he just dropped the best album, meaning Travis Scott. I can agree there. No Lil Baby. I agree with that. Where was 50 Cent? Ain't this the 50 years of hip-hop? I agree with that, but 50's touring, so it's kind of hard for him to make it, you know, to the VMAs. I don't know where the VMAs was located this time around, but he's on tour, so... You know, that's interesting. He said, fuck this shit, free thug. <laughs> free young thug. That's funny. And he said, why young boy ain't ever performed at the VMAs or BT? Music game fucked up. Let the real ones shine. I agree with that. I haven't seen young boy. Young boy never gets that mainstream media push despite him selling so many records and having broken records like crazy. He's never got that mainstream look because, I mean, it's kind of his own acts, the way he acts and the way, you know, um, His, you know, he just disrespects other artists, doesn't want to work with other artists. It's kind of on his fault, but um, he continued and said, I mean, where was Drake? Where was Beyonce, Jay-Z, Kanye? MTV fell off simple. Let's see what they do next year. Not impressed at all. (laughs) He just let his fucking, like, thoughts fly, man. And I agree, man. I think, especially if you're going to do a hip-hop, like, this VMA should have been mainly hip-hop. You know, I hope for the BT Hip Hop Awards, they do like something crazy. Uh, did they have the BT Hip Hop Awards this year? I think they're the BT Awards. I think BT Hip Hop Awards is in October usually. I might be tripping. Yeah, it's October 10th. So the BT Hip Hop Awards better go all out. 10, I mean 50 year anniversary. Like they should invite as much old school hip hop as they can, man. I don't want to see this new generation. Maybe have a little bit of the new generation here and there, you know, artist of the year, bullshit like that, but For the hip-hop 50 years, like, you should just invite everybody that you can. Like, BT should just have, like, a two, three, four-hour show where it's just straight hip-hop from fucking Grandmaster Flash, Furious 5 and Grandmaster Flash with Emily Mill and all of them, to now, you know, like, I would love to see that. I would love to see all the big hip-hop stars come out. That would be great. Shit, Eminem, you know, Pull Up, Jay-Z, Kanye, T.I., Swiss beats, all the motherfuckers, man. The game. I want to see game and fifty in the same building. Yeah, motherfuckers, the motherfucking game. Um Fat Joe, Nelly, whatever. Jile ja Rule. Fuck it. Even Ja Rule or Gotti. Uh shit, man. Let's let's dig up Tupac and Biggie. Let's bring them on the stage, man. Fuck it. We're gonna do it live. We're gonna do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> uh that's the Bill O'Reilly uh skit, if you guys don't know. But you know, I think uh, you know, just do it, man. Just bring out every everything hip hop. I think they should do that, man. I think it's it's a it's a miss for the 50-year. You, you don't get a 50 year anniversary of a genre. You only get that shit once. The next big anniversary is probably going to be the 60-year, you know, or 70 or whatever the case may be. So and a lot of artists probably won't be alive for that time, unfortunately. Um, things happen. So, yeah, BTF Awards should definitely step it up. But Soldier Boy's is right, man. A lot of these shows have been dookie-ass cheeks. I don't really pay attention to a lot of awards shows. I didn't even know the VMAs was on last night until I started seeing on my Twitter feed, uh, then I started tuning in and seeing what was up. But yeah, I agree with Soldier Boy on that. Now, let's get into the Billboard Hot 100, and I want to talk about uh, Doja Cat. She is number one with Paint the Town Red, which is no surprise. That song is all over TikTok. And she broke the rap drought. Uh, yeah, a rap hip-hop song has not been number one in over a year, and she has officially broke that being the lead artist. Now, Lada was featured on a song as a rapper featured but it wasn't like the lead song wasn't a hip-hop rap song it was something else so she was featured so she got almost there but a lot of I mean Doja Cat is like this is her song number one paint the town red and you know I kind of criticized I was like is that really a rap song but yeah she's rapping in in the verses Um, but yeah congrats to her man she's been having a hell of a year Uh, that's usually what happens when you're out here uh, you know doing devilish things quote-unquote Usually they push you to the to the masses and extremes, but I mean the music's good too, man. I can't deny. I'm not gonna sit here and be like just because of the devil worshipping stuff that she's she's succeeding. I mean that attention track has nothing that I noticed devil like in the video or whatever, and it's a dope track. So she's she's talented. I can't take that away from her. I can't clown her for that. Uh, she is talented. She's gonna be releasing her album at the same time Drake does. So that's gonna be interesting to see uh, how she performs. But uh, yeah, Paint the Town Red number one, number two, Zach Bryan. I remember everything. Number three, Fast Car Luke Combs. Number four, Cruel Summer Taylor Swift. Number five, Last Night Morgan Wallen. Number six, Dua Lipa Dance Tonight. Number seven, a Snooze. Number eight, Fuck You Mean Gonna Number nine, Vampire Olivia Rodrigo. And number 10, Rima Salima Gomez Calm Down. Uh, Oliver Anthony is at number 11. Richmond North the Richmond. You don't want to have total control. Wanna know what you think? Sorry guys. Uh that song gets gets to me sometimes. Uh Barbie World, Nicki Minaj, Ice Spice with Aqua, number 12. All my life, low Dirk J. Cole. Went up a couple slots at number 14. Uh going down. Kill Bill Sizzle, number 21. Last time I saw you, Nicki Minaj, her new single debuted at number 23. Uh Metro Boomin Creeping. Weekend 21 Savage, number 25. Travis Scott, Drake Meltdown, number 27. Uh, going down, I Know, Travis Scott, number 34. Going down here, uh, Dochi, Kodak Black, What It Is, number 41. Those Cat Demons, debut at number 46. Uh, Telekinesis, Travis Scott, number 50. Peaches and Eggplants, remix dropped on that, so that's probably going to push up numbers. Uh, Young Nudy and 21 Savage is at number 51. Fiend, Travis Scott, number 54 come see me this is some depressing ass rod wave music debut at number 56 shout out to him though he's keeping like r&b alive for real uh good good usher number 58 deli ice spice number 60 uh popular the weekend Playboy Cardi madonna number 66 sexy red ski Yee, uh number 67 debut lotto cardi b number 68 put it on the floor again uh, going down, K-pop, Travis Scott, Bad Bunny, Weekend number seventy-four. Oh, you went, Young Thug, Drake number seventy-six. Shake some number eighty-three, the baby. It's going down. It's probably going to fall off the charts pretty soon here. Keep going up, Timberland, Nelly Furtado, and Justin Timberlake number eighty-four debut. I'll uh, see you again, Tyler the Creator number ninety. Stand by me, Low Dirk, Morgan Wallen number ninety-six. Rod Wave, call your friends number ninety-seven. But, uh, that's it for the Billboard Hot 100. And, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Doja Cat's doing her thing, man. Number one record. Number one, she she ended the drought for hip-hop rap, so that's pretty cool. So, uh, shout-out to her. But, yeah, that's it for today's episode of the Diverse Mentality Podcast. Uh, like I said, got a few documentaries coming out. The Kid Kid Interview will be dropping this Saturday, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I've decided I'm probably, yeah, I'm going to drop the audio morning and then video and afternoon and I'm not going to drop it on the main channel. Uh, I'm going to drop a clip on it on Friday, but I don't want to drop on the main channel because my main channel is kind of like having weird numbers, you know, and I don't want, I don't want it to, because that, that interview is not going to do um, like insane numbers. Like if I was interviewing Lloyd Banks, I would drop it on the main channel. That's no disrespect to Kid Kid when I say that, but it's just, the first one, had I dropped it on the main channel, it would have been better. Because this one, he's talking about like various other things and not really like a lot of stories about G Unit or 50 or Wayne. You know, he's got like, he drops stories here and there, which are really cool, but I'm not going to drop it on the main channel. Plus, I don't want the channel to get confused with podcasting and documentaries. And, you know, so I'm going to drop a clip on there. It's going to be very interesting on Friday to promote the interview. So Friday, get the first clip from the Kid Kid interview. And on Saturday, I'm going to drop the full audio episode in the morning and then. In the afternoon, you guys are going to get the, the full uh, video version on the Diverse Mentality Podcast channel. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, like I said, thank you guys always for the support. Uh, sp- uh, why am I? Deezer Podcast, Spotify, all that, YouTube. You know the drill. We're blowing up on TikTok again, thanks to that Cardi B uh, thing. Uh, so we got like 200,000 views on the recent TikTok, which is really cool. Helps the podcast a lot. Uh, but thank you guys. Once again, have an amazing night, day, whenever you listen to this, and peace.